Hello, hello. Welcome to another week of Foreign Takes. Who is here with me, boys? It is Big Lev here, tuning in with KG and Toe. Is there a Lamar Jackson around, apparently? No, Lamar Jackson is busy choking, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all I heard, because I don't follow American football, was that Lamar Jackson was amazing. He's the MVP. He's going to win it. What the hell happened? Taylor Swift and her fans and whatever his name is, Travis, whatever, ruining. Yeah, I mean, no, bro. It's just uh, it was a very defensive game and just Lamar threw very bad interception twice. My so. God. And the game's still going, I assume, six hours later, no, or is it over? No, no, it's done. Ah, finally. Let, let's let's talk about more interesting stuff, I think. Let's uh, talk about the real football. Real, the real football. football. <laughs> yeah. We're about to get so many haters. And the big one, obviously, in England, there was no regular games. It was just FA Cup. I think it was actually quite boring. So many draws. I think the one to start off with was probably uh, the one that wasn't a game from today, which was Liverpool. I think they won 5-2 against Norwich. Yeah. Yep. Um, overall thoughts, it seemed pretty straightforward, honestly speaking. I mean, the thoughts are not about uh, 5-2 about Norwich, but about sadness that descended upon Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp deciding to leave at the end of the season. Did you expect so, that? Was this were there rumors about this, or is this completely no? Out of this was out of because he remember he was expected to leave like last year or in twenty twenty five, and then he signed the contract extension till like end of twenty six. So it was like okay, like he's just like he rebuilt. Now he's gonna have another like a three year period where he's gonna try to win it all, and then maybe like he'll try to like see like, go or whatever because. Got past that, you know, he had this like, oh, at Dortmund he stayed seven years. Then when they had the first like tough year, he left. But he had one tough year at Liverpool in uh, before the quadruple year. And then the last year, and then he rebuilt again. So did not expect this at all. Which quadruple I mean, again? This what? guy. Which quadruple? Which quadruple? <laughs> Which quadruple this guy? It's like, it's like taking pictures with the FA Cup and the Champions League when you won them in different years. You mean uh, that, okay, that quadruple? Okay, Mr. Tenth place. Okay, you really have nothing to talk about here. No, okay, I mean, your no question, our striker is too busy partying in Belfast. <laughs> we'll not get to that later. Like a nice place is partying in Belfast. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Club won four trophies and people are crying over it. Okay. No, no. Okay. He won, I have a question, he won seven trophies. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Straight. Wait, hold on. I have a question, though. It seems like he had already told them that he was going to quit way back in November, like in the beginning of November, which is crazy yeah. to me. That means like the decision has been made for almost three months. Yeah. Um, you know, which means, you like, know what it explains? You know what it explains, though? It explains the frustration the Big Love had with, oh, there he's going for Europa League. Why is he going for all the Cups? That explains everything. Once he said it, although I get why he's trying so hard because this is his last push before he goes off into the sunset. Fair yeah, enough. but like not not really. I think um, if he wins a quadruple, right? It's not a real quadruple. It's a Europa League quadruple. So I, would I think it's more him just win the Premier League and go out on that rather than like try to chase four trophies. I think it's for all his own personal stats as well. That's my opinion. I think we'll, we'll get to that question later. I think Klopp is a, was a, is a great manager and has been great for Liverpool and for the league. Uh, but I don't think over the past 30 years he would make it in the top five. So that's my opinion. In the, a, terrible off, opinion. That's, in, the, in the last 30 years, in the last 30 years, he's not going to be a top five manager. Are we talking about Premier League? All football. Oh. He's not going to be. He's not going to be in the top five. 
Oh, interesting. Well, so let, let me let me throw them ones out that we can all agree on, and then we'll get to the controversial ones, okay? So yep, last okay. 30 years, so of course we're going to have to have Fergie in there. Yep. Okay, so we're going to have to have Wenger in there. Yeah. Sure. Mourinho. Okay, sure, we're going to have to have Guardiola in there. Yeah, you have to have him. You have to, right? You have to have these yeah. two. Realistically, you're going to have to have Mourinho in there. Yeah, and then Ancelotti. He goes over club. Carlo Ancelotti, fifth. Top five. Of the past 30 years. He's not getting in the top five. He's a great coach. He does a great job. He would have so been better. Why is better. he not going he... over Mourinho or Ancelotti? Because Mourinho won a, three UCLs. One of them was with Porto on a shoestring budget, which Klopp also had similar. He didn't win UCLs. three UCLs. He won two UCLs. Okay, two UCLs. One with Inter, one with Porto. Okay. Still, more than Klopp. He won multiple titles and multiple leagues. Okay, he is, he over won the more 30th. UCLs than Wenger. Then, like, what's this like? Yeah, weird, that, that's yeah, fair what enough. What is this like? Why are you deciding? Wenger, this? Wenger won three leagues and had an unbeatable season. Jose Mourinho won that title with Chelsea. Klopp also won it. three leagues. He with in the Premier League. Bro, like you're just Wenger mixing this shit up. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 you're you're mixing this how okay, it's my it's, okay? it's, this is it's, not an objective discussion. It's a, it's, a, it's my uh, subjective opinion that in over the past thirty years he will not be my in my top five managers of all time. I have okay, right? my, my top I have, five. I have a question. I mean, we, we agree that obviously he's. I mean, he is. It, if we talk about like the last 10, 15 years, he is one of the top managers. I guess. Yes. Do, do we think that the one hundred and fifteen kind of leaves a bad taste as he leaves because the only thing that stopped Klopp from winning more was Guardiola, right? I think day, stopped, we all agree. I think what stopped Klopp from winning more, again, it's not a diss on, uh, it's, it's not a diss on Liverpool. It's not a diss on Klopp. I'm not saying it because I dislike him. I like Klopp. I like the style of football that he has. I like the way Liverpool has been playing. It is partially due to the fact that you had Pep Guardiola who's been dominating with 115 charges. And second, it's that the and the company or not the company but the team that he was operating in had not invested in him they didn't give him what he wanted all the time even this summer when he wanted a 100 million midfielder they fucked around and waited until until they submitted a bid like he's been in a very poorly run club and it's not due to his managerial shortcomings it's can just... i give you can i give you a different perspective and then i want people yeah. to see which side cuz the other perspective is that he ran. He was in a club that was run sustainably, and had it not been for a club that was spending more than any other club combined, would have actually won the Premier League multiple times, had a chance to win the Champions League multiple times. But and that's why I go back to the 115 charges. It's like there's a possibility that Man City's are only here because they broke the rules, I... and yet Liverpool. Within the rules, we're still able to compete. Is that another way of like yeah. looking at it? Yes, that's another so, way of looking. I agree with that. My, so, the, so if the, the, in the fall they make City vacate those titles and give it to Liverpool, is Klopp suddenly in the top five? Absolutely. Because the only way we're looking at this is in a from a lens of oh I'm how many Prems he won, but like it doesn't take away from the fact that he had two ninety-seven point seasons exactly. where he didn't win, which is kind of unfair because no one. Of the six people you or five people you said, they didn't have to face that. They never had to go about ninety points. I to agree. Win. I am saying that when like you've never seen Pele play, but you know Pele is the greatest player. Or no, I it's don't. Quoted I don't to think be greatest Pele is player. good. Not I you. Think Pele sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That count is his the thousand Brazil goals <laughs> for shit. 
That's that like is me the average thousand goals on FIFA career mode. Doesn't mean anything. That's, that's the average opinion of human beings when you talk about the greatest of all time. You mentioned Pele, Maradona. You may have not seen them play, but you're gonna say Pele was one of the greatest yeah, ones because that's false opinion. That was given. I'm <laughs> saying that if everything stays the same and 115 charges do not go through and the titles still remain the same, once you open history books and you say who were that from the 2000. One till 2022, who were the top five managers? And you have to make a list. Klopp is not going to reach. No, you know what it is? And it, that it's beca- it's because you, you, you can make an arbitrary cutoff and say five, because if we said six, he would be in there. I, yeah, I think he the, would be in there. We can agree he's a legendary manager, right? He's I a legendary manager. Going for back. The Premier League and Liverpool, yes. Going back, though, to like what happens is like. Do we agree, Big Liv? There's no outstanding candidate to replace him at the end of the season, right? There's no, like, no. one single candidate. So it's a question of, like, what direction do you go? Do you keep trying to build the same style manager who does something similar? Or do you just let a new manager take their own style? Because you say trying to replicate it is not going to work. No, you go, like, there's only one correct answer here. You go for Javi Alonso. He is the best up-and-coming prospect. He obviously has huge ties to the club. He is used to working in a setting with Leverkusen when you have like sporting director, uh, much like Klopp. So the German model where you have sporting director, like you have, it's not like manager has to decide everything. And he's very tactically smart as he's seen this season. They might not win the Bundesliga, but like Leverkusen was almost relegated two years ago. So yes, that, yeah. that is the what? only correct option. I don't want to hear Deserby. I don't want to hear... Some like bullshit Brentford manager, okay? That's like hiring Roy Hodgson after you let go of Benitez, okay? You need to bring in excitement again, or this club's gonna go back. But why not Deserbi? I think Deserbi is also a Deserbi's second. A I think he's the second best. He's car- not good, man. He's next he to has a very good Ram club who has amazing transfer policy, but he has been very disappointing this season. He's been pointlessly shifting around teams. He has not demonstrated the ability to like make tactical decisions and changes in a game to get his team over the top. In games, he has to win. I so don't I, rate him as highly. Let so him go to Arsenal after Arteta leaves. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, but then let's let's take that uh, slightly different. Then what is now knowing that okay, so Liverpool is top of the league, uh, Premier League. They're still in the Champions League. Sorry, in the Europa League, they probably are favorites there. They're still in the FA Cup. And I think are still in the Carlin Cup, if I understand. Yeah, they're in the final, so, like, by the way. Yeah. They're in the final. So, like, what would you consider a successful season? Like, has that changed now that you know Klopp is leaving? I really only want the Premier League title. I don't care about the other three cups. I think if he wins a Premier League title and he goes out of Liverpool by bringing them back on level uh, with the United's 20 titles, then that's, that's a huge success and it's a huge story point in the tale of Klopp. Because now he put Liverpool back on the perch. Yeah, that's that's that, most, that is a most, dream most scenario. Success, as the most successful club in England. That so that is a dream scenario. scenario. Yeah, like, that, that is can, the dream. Yeah, I don't I don't care about the number eleven league cup. Doesn't mean anything. Interesting. Um, I mean, some people will be like, "No trophies, trophies," but like nothing matters but the Premier League to me. Yeah, especially now. I feel like it's added more pressure or like more, it has more meaning now that he's leaving for him to do this to finish it. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of managerial outgoings and incoming. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Because yes. Javi announced that he is going to leave Barcelona at the end of the season because virtually he resigned from winning any trophies this season because they're out of the Copa del Rey. Yep. 
Copa del Rey, they are, didn't win the Super, Ta, Super Cup. They are in what? They're in the Champions League, which they ask him, do you have a chance of winning it and staying? He said, no. <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> going to be staying if I win it. But, I mean, come on, let's be real. We don't have a chance to win it. So, yeah, he's going to be going. Who's Barcelona going to get? And then Javi Alonso has to choose. I mean, Javi Alonso is not going to go to Barcelona, I think. He's not. No sane man would go to Barcelona no. or Liverpool. Yeah, Both I mean, good are, job. Th- to be honest, like, as much as, you know, I criticize them, they've run Javi down into the ground, right? It's like, yeah. if you can see, he looks aged as if he's been running the presidency. Like, I, I do feel a little bit bad for him because Barcelona truly has killed that man. Like, seeing yeah. where he was two or three years ago versus seeing them now. Quickly continuing on the FA Cup, I think the a couple other quick games to touch on was a Spurs finally lost to City at home. I think it was their first game in what five years or something that they lost. Um, yeah, controversial decision. They lost on a last minute header slash corner. Sorry, corner. Yeah. Would we? Okay, real question: Was that a foul or not on the goalie? On if Vicario? it's if it's against City, it's given as a foul. I agree with you that. Because yeah. it seemed really weird that it's like they didn't really look at it. He was obviously being pushed, but it was also like Vicario should be stronger, right? Like Vicario could have actually handled the, the cross. I think that's that's the problem. I've seen these types of fouls given, especially on the last minute and then a decider goal. He could have went either way, didn't go to the VAR. Uh, City had to go through because it's City and they did. Overall, Tottenham played way better than you would expect against City. They went pound for pound with them. De Bruyne didn't do much of a impact as he did in the last games that he came on. It's one of those that like if it's given uh, you if you're on the receiving end of it, you're gonna you're gonna feel hard done by. But if it's not given, you're gonna be pretty saying like it's okay. Yeah. Like, that, that's why it. I'm like it's not the worst decision we've seen, but it's still kind of annoying that they scrape through again with another questionable decision. Yeah. Um, Speaking of scraping through, uh, the other team I think also played today was uh, Manchester United, who were away to Newport. So the final score is pretty flattering, I think is a fair to say. They, it's 2-4 for uh, Man United. But KG, I think we were chatting in the group chat. This is flattering score, right? Like United really shot themselves in the foot by conceding two goals. The way they conceded the two goals, the first one was a freak goal, if you've seen it. It's not like... It was a planned out. They outplayed United. It was a shot from a distance that went in. Like they, like if he tried it to do it on nine, another ninety-nine times, that wouldn't go in. In terms of the second goal, that's when they they came into the game, which should not have happened. But this game wasn't clear blueprint and an example of what's wrong with United. It's they don't have a team spirit. It is so evident that they were two 0 up. The two goals came from a team play, and then instead, instead of building on that and scoring more and passing when you need to pass and continuing on that team environment, people became very, very egotist. Garnacho started to take sh- shots. Anthony started to take shots for some reason. Like He celebrated a goal against Newport as if he scored against Real Madrid in the final of the Champions League. He just put himself on the knees and put this up. So, it's so ridiculous. I think, you know, yeah. the, the thing you're talking about is this is where we see, I think, Liverpool in the last five, six years and City where they just kill you, right? It's like yeah. when they're on top of the game, one goal isn't enough, two is enough. They try to go for as many as possible. And you can yeah. see United just don't have it, like completely. It's And this is against Newport. It's not against the Premier League team. This is they should have been away with this four or five goals yeah. easily. Yeah, easily. And uh, I think Bruno Fernandes in in, uh, in the uh, after match press conference said that some people were selfish. Once we went two 0 up, people became being selfish, and it's evident that people are 
in the club just for, for their own selfish reasons. There's a lot of players that need to be let go, regardless of their image rights, regardless of what they bring in, regardless of who their name is. You just need to cut them off. And I'm speaking of Rashford, who went on to party before the game in Belfast. Hilarious uh, banner was at the stadium. There were fans saying, Rashford, can I have your weekly wage? <laughs> Which probably it's some people's like a yearly income like even yeah. like oh, CEOs more, more. Uh, it's like a small business CEO medium business CEO salary if they're very generous in the US it's his weekly salary uh he's earning 350k a question week. to you then is Rashford's yeah. time up at United yes his, he, he should be sacked he should be oh. sacked sold whatever it is he should be gone he should not be playing for Man United ever again he, if he treated Sancho the same way as because he didn't apologize with this knowing that you had uh, like 10 days off you could have partied in any other given time but then you went out to party just before the game you're not match fit you are banished and you're never back you're never back but I how guess... about the what about the hungry kid who's gonna feed <laughs> he him can, <laughs> he can he can do it while he has the high wages he can pay it off from his wage bill he i guess the question is, is like i mean liverpool did an amazing job this summer right like completely transformed the midfield and like really was like five players in five players out but for united the real problem is like who's gonna take them right like you have sancho 350 plus who's gonna take him really you have rashford same thing long-term signing who i feel like there's just too much going on at United. Like, he's not going to be able to do it in a single summer. It's going to take them two or three summers, but they have to back the manager. They have to back the manager regardless who it is. Even if the manager is not going to be Ten Hag at the end of the season, they'll have to back him. And they they need to find a way how to deal with Russia. That's what the new ownership came in to do. Upgrade your sales department. Figure out how to s- s- sell them. Or cut their cut their losses, cut off the contract. The problem with Rashford is that he signed a new contract at the beginning of the season, pretending that he's hot shit. And it's going to be this. You're supposed to be a leader. And the manager caved in and gave you a chance to play on your favorite left spot. And then you treat him that way. You're betraying your manager, your team members, and your club that you are supposedly, supposedly are from, like a local boy. That should be all gone out the window. He should be sacked, fired, sold, whatever you want to do it. Loan him out to Newport and subside his wages. Maybe then he'll, he can go party in Newport if he wants to. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, honestly speaking. You I, I also have to give credit to Ten Hag. The number of things he's had to deal with is insane. Like when I really look back at it, I'm like, it's a shocking number of... Not not, not saying he dealt with them all greatly, but it's just a, you do feel for him a little bit. It's like an endless number of things keep cropping up. Is yep. there a way for, um, if you're Ten Hag, to salvage your career at this point? Because I, from my point of view, what is happening right now is there's not going to be any transfer in for January. It's almost done, but three days left. Because Sir James wants to see what is going to happen the rest of the season and then decide if he's going to back this manager or get a new manager and then spend money. And I do not see how Ten Hag can recover with this sorry lot of players. He has maybe one, two, three players that will fight for him. The rest are fully checked out. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think the reason why they're not signing anyone is because of FFP issues. They have... And then the acquisition technically is not in and it's not going to be until February, so the injection cannot help the FFP. So they cannot sign anyone even if they really want it. Uh, that's why they're loaning out all of the people. They're loaning out... Facundo Pelistri, who you would rather keep than Anthony, to be honest. Just give him a chance to play till the end of the season. They're looking to uh, to loan out Ahmad, 
They loaned out Hannibal. They loaned out and sold all of these young, promising players who you would say, hey, if the, the professional players do not play anymore, play the youngsters. You can't even do that anymore. So lots I of mean, weird decision making, honestly speaking. It's 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 weird. It doesn't make sense. I think they're just trying to trim down their balance sheet, and then they would want to ideally get rid of. They need to get rid of Casemiro. They need to get rid of Varane. I'm sorry because they they're on two high wages and they have one year left in them. And are you gonna do anything with them for one more year? Do you really expect to do something with them in the next year? I don't think so. So if you can get a good fee for them, like fifteen ten million, sell yeah. them off to Saudi. That's yeah. one way to trim the fat. But what do you do with Sanchez and the Rashfords of the world? You, you don't stuck. know. You, because yeah, they're English. You, That's the man, thing. They're English. What? You, you need to hurry because the, yeah. the Saudi thing is falling apart. So yeah, you, you need to sell whilst they're still buying. Yeah, I think in a couple of years, it's going to be another faster. Chinese Super League. Yeah. yeah. I hope they, the world uh, dries up too. Yeah. <laughs> so they stop spending money on stupid shit like giving Henderson $350,000 a week. Why yeah. are you doing this? Shocking, shocking. Um, no, but I think... To be honest, like the whole problem is, and I don't think that with the new owners is going to be solving anything because his motto is do everything British and like put British first, essentially, when you're signing players. And that is the problem that United already have. Like They signed Sancho and Fresh and gave them huge wages because they're British. It's terrible decision-making. It's a... You can't. Nobody cares for them. Nobody cares for Marcus Rashford outside of Manchester. Nobody would want him. Name me two teams that would be interested in him. No one. Truly, nobody wants him. Let's let's uh, move on from the the depression that is the depression inducing Manchester United because you look uh, quite sad. Um, I think just quickly switching to Syria, the demise of Napoli continues. So. Just they drew with uh, Lazio. They just didn't have anything going for them. Of course, Osimhen is with Nigeria at Afcon. I guess I have a question for Big Lev: Is Napoli's done, right? So we know Osimhen is definitely leaving. Yeah, yeah, he so said that. We, I know <laughs> he's gone. And there's truly they're going to get rid of the manager, and they're going to get a new manager. They already admitted this, which means there's like a mini rebuild coming. If you're Clara. What do you do at the end of the summer? Do you stay and stick around for the rebuild or do you try to push for an exit? Because you've already won the Scudetto. So, like, what's the decision now? The problem for Quara is he has not shown this season what he showed last season. Where can you move that's the same level, right? Like, I'd rather start regularly in Serie A than sit on a bench in Premier League. I think... For him, um, a best offer would be Tottenham. And is Tottenham a better development opportunity for him than Napoli? Money-wise, yes. Money-wise, yeah, yeah. But it's not all about the money, right? He's not going to move anywhere if he goes to Tottenham after Tottenham, right? Have you seen Harry Kane? Man's lost (laughs) trophies upon trophies (laughs) because Daniel Levy said, you're mine, you're not going anywhere. That's true. So, so, no. Now, if someone like Juve comes for you, then I would say, yeah, he should probably go, but he'd be hated in, in Napoli yeah. Yeah. if he goes to Juventus. So, I feel like you'd have um, to leave Serie A. Yeah, it depends who they hire as a coach, right? Because yeah. I mean, Napoli has had some really good teams over the last 10-15 years. Remember when they had Cavani? So they've been able to kind of keep the cycle going where they never got too bad. Yeah. So I, I think he stays another year and then there's a Next year, there's going to be a big negotiation about like a new contract, release clause, whatever. Um, it's just his agent kind of sucks. 
Yeah. It's a friend think... of the family and it's an agent who's only skilled in making deals in like uh post Soviet Russian clubs, <laughs> you know? Under yeah, the just... table bullshit deals. So yeah. um yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, unfortunately he doesn't have a good agent. But if I was him, I would actually look for a way out this season. Because he like being realistic, last season they would want what hundred million for him minimum, and who would afford a hundred million? Like hundred million is Bappe money. Like if Real Madrid would do would have spent that, they would spend it on Bappe. City would not drop a hundred million on Kvija. Not a lot of people would. United can't do it anymore, so he would be stuck of no nowhere to go. But now that he has an off season, he can go for a cheap. Like people can negotiate and say that okay, he has one year left on his contract. He didn't do that good this season. He's not a hundred million dollar player anymore. He's more like sixty plus add-ons, like a Ballon d'Or contract. But, yeah, but like, who's the sixty plus million left winger? Nobody. Like none of the top teams really want to do like that. Arsenal, maybe. Arsenal, no, but maybe we have we'll... Gabriel Martinelli there, who so can't it's not. Stop if you asked him bro, to, bro, sure. Bro, but we're not. Guy, repl- no, my yeah. my point I mean, is, it's... you need a striker more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, we have. Yeah. There's no one that needs a pressing. Era need at left winger unless United magically sell Sancho and Rashford and maybe there's a hole there so suddenly no they have Garnacho that's what I'm saying Garnacho, yeah. there's just not yeah. enough opportunity um, they would this... need someone to play on the right but again there's there's going to be an opportunity there's going to be something there's going to be movement and for 60 million if I could I would move because in, personally I think Napoli Napoli is not going to do much I think they're going to get rid of all, all the players that want them and then they'll try to rebuild and they haven't won for 30 years before. They're not going to be competing. They're going to be good. They're going to be in the top four, but they're not going to be like mm-hmm. the Milans and Inters. You know? Fair enough. Um, I mean, speaking of Milan, they grew with Udinese. Um, again, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, his resurgence continues. He scored two goals, two fantastic goals, honestly speaking. The Milan team is beginning to click, but they got spanked by Udinese's like, last goal in the last five minutes. Um I think, KG, can we talk about Xerxes for a second? Xerxes, man, what a player. What a player. I've seen him play a couple of times. I've seen Bologna play a couple of times. He scored in every game that I watched, and he doesn't score a lot, but the presence, the way he moves, the bulk that he has, he is very similar to what Hoyun does. But yeah. So it's another kind of raw talent that you see in that type of a player. Uh, he's... Badly, like I was watching the Milan game and the Udinese game, and I was thinking, like Giroud's retiring. If I was Milan's board, I would be so over that guy. I would sign him to Milan and like prop him up, and then after that, he can go far beyond from because Milan is known for selling players. So. Yeah, fair enough. Can we talk about Giroud for a second? Because yeah, you know we always talk about what's his name on the left wing, um, Rafael. Yeah, yeah. we talk about the middle. We talk about Hernandez, but Giroud is the glue that makes it all work. And he's still contributing at a high level. He's just... I don't understand how can he go... He's giving Jekyll style. Like, he's going to keep playing until yeah. he's early 40s, genuinely. This is like, this is a corner of YT's share corner. Every weekly episode, YT has his yeah, corner man. where he, where he shares a lot of Giroud. huge crush on Giroud. Yeah, yeah I love him. That, boy, that oh. man is amazing. 
Olivia Giroud, send us your pictures. The YT wants, <laughs> wants to see them. My oh, God. my goodness. All yeah. right, all right. Um, the other one, of course, Juventus dropped points at the top. Um, they had an early red card, I think, in the 18th minute again. Uh, minute. Um, and then today, they I think it was announced that they're loaning out Moise Keane to Atletico you know Madrid. That, you know that conspiracy, that Atletico Madrid-Juventus money laundering conspiracy? <laughs> yes. They sell Morata back and forth as if it's just like <laughs> a, a sandbag. They're just, here you go, no, here you go. And they send each other 15 million each time. Now it's Moise Keane. He's the new Morata. No, well, you know what? Moise <laughs> Keane's agent needs to be Kvara's agent. That's the truth. Because yeah. has the most amazing agent and Kvara has the worst agent because he keeps failing up, right? I don't understand yeah. how he truly. This is like a corporate America where um, you just keep failing upwards if you're the right person. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Um, I don't see what people see in him as a striker, truly. I in, don't. Uh, I, he has blistering moments, but I don't see him being this unique striker that does, he doesn't even score. He, he failed at Everton. Like you know how bad you have to be to fail at everything that's failing. Well, bad <laughs> enough to then go to PSG. I don't understand yeah. how he managed that money laundering. They find just one guy <laughs> that you can easily money launder, my friend. Oh but, yeah. my god! Another transfer, interesting transfer. Speaking of transfers, is uh, Sasha Bowie going to Bayern? Another weird one. I mean, Sasha Bowie is a great player. He played well for Galatasaray. I think Galatasaray. They they they're not in the Champions League anymore. So they bought bought a bunch. Of like these star-studded players, the Icardis of the world, the Zahas, and um, they're unloading some of them. And uh, Angelino is also leaving. Um, I mean, to, going back on Bowie, like uh, if you're a Bayern, it makes sense, right? Like, yeah. you've already loaned up Stanislas, Stanislas, yeah. Stanisic, and yeah. Mazraoui. I hate to say it, he's just Mazraoui. He's a little overrated in my opinion. I don't think his yeah. ability defending is that great. And then going wise, he just doesn't contribute for a team like Bayern. So I think for Bayern, it's a good upgrade there. But yeah, I think. There just hasn't been that many transfers this window, right? It seems very yeah. low-key. Of course, Premier League, there's been basically no transfer. But in general, it seems like all of these loans, but really nothing great. No, no big transfers. Yeah, Premier League has been quiet. Usually, we, they're the big spenders. And except for Tottenham, I wouldn't say there was anything much. Yeah. Maybe last day last day of the week, Andrea Arshavin back to Arsenal. You never know. <laughs> Honestly, we love it. Um, I mean, just quickly wrapping up Serie A was, of course, Inter won again. Actually, fantastic game. They got lucky. It was a fantastic game, but they got lucky. Inter, count your blessings. You got so lucky. So lucky. But Fiorentina took the most... What was that penalty? What was that penalty? Like... The, the, okay, you got a dodgy penalty. Let's let's be real. Like somebody hit you in the face and took the ball. But okay, you were giving a penalty. What was that pass? It was that <laughs> guy who won the World Cup. He won yes, the World Cup was... with Argentina. They they put him on like you're a World Cup winner. Go take a penalty, son. And he passes it in the net. What kind of a marauding bullshit was this? It's so <laughs> truly, frustrating. It's so frustrating. Like it's truly frustrating. Uh, if, if you haven't watched it to the listeners, you absolutely have to go watch this. It's one but, of those oh, ridiculous things. The game was good, right? YT, we yeah. have to say like it was the game was very good. entertaining. Super yeah. entertaining. Fiorentina is capable of ripping through the teams. It's just that final third in the box, the decision making it's just subpar, honestly speaking. Oh, and also Enzola, he frustrated me. He remembered, reminded me with that, saying that he didn't pass a couple of times, but it was a clear pass to like pass it on. It's a very basically a layup, and then the NBA turns and Bonaventura is going to slot it in, and he just decides to shoot. He decides just to shoot. So frustrating. Just, I have to say, Bonaventura is fucking fantastic. Whether he's playing deeper or higher up, honestly, when he's as an eight or a ten. I don't understand. Like he's just people don't seem to be talking, but I've seen him multiple times this year, and every single time he contributes. Whatever is needed, he will do it in the team. He's just it's a fantastic because, player. 
It's because he's on the older side. He's That's 30. True. He's not, he's, like, you can't sell him anymore. And Fiorentina is not doing anything successful. But if they go to the Conference League finals again, he may he may be more relevant. Also, that uh, the, apparently Jose Mourinho is putting his head, name into the Napoli role. <laughs> that, would be, that would be hilarious to see. Oh, yeah. please. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst fit. Because the Napoli team is definitely better than the Roma squad. But No, no, no man. Jose has very hard time uh, trying to assemble a team when he doesn't have the spending power he used to have on, in Chelsea, at Real Madrid, okay? Uh, he hasn't really achieved much with small budget. Apart from maybe, yeah, Roma won a, a title after all these years. No, not the title, the a trophy. European but trophy. Everywhere, yeah, everywhere else he's really been reliant on, like, a good amount of spending to bring in the veteran players that he needs to work with. Because he's not great at cultivating young players, and he's just, just approach doesn't work anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, Jose Mourinho's he's, he's outdated. He's, yeah, he's, he's outdated. The way the, he doesn't, he doesn't. The, the players that he needs are not the same anymore. The mentality is not there. That's why he goes for Matic everywhere he goes. That's why he goes for <laughs> Chris yeah. Smalling or Mike Smalling, as Louis Van Gaal like to call him. Oh my Louis goodness! Van Gaal, what a character! Oh. <laughs> Still uh, bitter, man. After seven years, he's still bitter about United. That man is going to be bitter until he dies, honestly. <laughs> um, I think just to lastly talk about Bundesliga for a sec, um, Leverkusen were, uh, I think, drew at home to Mönchengladbach. They was a frustrating game, to be honest. Leverkusen is amazing. They should have won this. They had multiple opportunities. But overall... It feels like one of those games you'd see when Liverpool were dominating or City were dominating where the team has no intention to attack you. They just literally park the bus and there was no space. But And then Bayern, on the flip side, ended up winning, so they gained a couple points. How do we feel? I still feel confident, but I'm curious. It seems like there's some nervousness beginning to show up now. Still unbeatable. Still, still unbeatable. 27, 27 games. 27 games. I mean, the stats were immense. On, on the 20th minute, I saw the stats of like 90% pass accuracy and 78 possession. Like, they tried dominant. everything. They were yeah. they were dominating, but it was just a block on a block. And it just shows that like you can't... Like, that's the only way you can stop them and you can't even beat them. You just like draw with them. Bayern got... They really got lucky these past two games. Like... They barely beat Union Berlin, who was struggling 1-0. And then this game, Augsburg was still in the game, chasing them down. And the funny part about Bayern is that apparently there was... Thomas Tuchel kind of hinted that he would be open to jumping ship to Barcelona. Because Bahari said that he's leaving. How he's saying that out loud in the middle of the season is beyond me. He really doesn't like being at Bayern. I think he, he got so much pressure. And he doesn't understand it. As I said it before, like... You are in the only Apple store and you're losing to a Nokia flip phone. Like, you, like <laughs> not, not to say that Bayern because it's a Nokia flip phone, but you cannot let it be this close, this deep into the season. So, I agree. He, it's such dominance from Leverkusen. And then you look at two. And the thing is, it's not that I think if Leverkusen were dominating, but two, uh, like Bayern were also be dominating, that would be one thing. Yeah. It's the fact that they've been winning games that they should not be winning, right? Like, yeah. It feels like Tuchel hasn't actually improved the team at all. He scraped by literally, yeah, they didn't improve. They, it was the same Bayern as last year ago. And they scra they're scraping by results in the Champions League, in the league. They're winning, but like it's not confident winning. Even the Champions League was like, it wasn't a confident win that they got out there. Like It's more like everyone else 
kind of dropped off. It was like Copenhagen got in. Even Copenhagen barely almost beat them at home. They That's finished true. the draw. Like, it shouldn't happen. And then Tuchel is, like, surprised that, like, oh, there's so much pressure on me from the German, like, report reporters. Yeah, because... Like you didn't improve, you didn't do anything. It's a team that's standing still, and you spend a hundred million on Harry Kane. You spend a hundred million on Harry Kane, who's thirty. I mean, he is banging in the goal, but it's. I feel like it's it's not that hard to when you're at the Bayern team. Genuinely, do you think that? Where would you rank rank Bundesliga in, on, among all the five leagues in terms of competitiveness? How far they go? The problem is, it's. Whether we include Bayern in this equation or right, it's like the moment you exclude Bayern, I think overall it's actually quite interesting to watch. Very good attacking football, defensively quite weak overall. But I would honestly, I would put it definitely behind Syria A, especially the current Syria A, and I would probably put it behind La Liga as well. To be honest, I think I'd put it fourth. Yeah, I think I think it is fourth because in La Liga, I mean Barcelona shoots themselves in the foot, but you have five or six teams that are good and they can take points away with you. It, it, the, it's long gone, the rivalry between Madrid and Barcelona. Now you have the Gironas of the world, you have the Barca's, you have Madrid's, and then there's Sociedad's that are not bad and they, they can take a result from. So, uh, yeah, yeah definitely. I don't think there's the same kind of dominance that Bayern can do. I mean, they're in their 11th year of doing it. So I think that any credibility about the Bundesliga being that strong has kind of gone out the window, right? When you win, what, yeah. 10, 11 in a row, it's just shocking. Yeah. Um, so it was Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, Bundesliga, and then yeah. the Saudi League, according to Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, walked right into that one. Um, I think Saudi League, I think instead of uh, fifth, I think he meant 50th, is I think what he oh. meant to say. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no Even chance. The Turkish League is better than the Saudi League. Oh, absolutely. League. Turkish, Turkish League is yeah. miles better than Saudi League. Uh, it's not even comparable. I feel uh, ashamed to compare them, to be honest. And Turkish no. League used to be a lot better like they were like number six number seven i think they kind of had a rough couple of years yeah uh, lately but like they they were remember some of their the money's the money's usually is in istanbul that's where all yeah. the teams are concentrated so if the league kind of loses out they had like trabzonspor and sivaspor i don't remember yeah. who there's one team who was winning the league to and competing but then it's that gone Ankara Gujude, but it's, it's yeah. not that. Yeah. It's it was a good league. It was a Bro, good. They league. have a town yeah. named Batman. Yeah, Batman's four. Oh, that's why. It's, it's probably in League Three or League Two. You know, there probably yeah. is. There probably is. Wait, genuine question: Where would you guys rank MLS? Oh, like within the top ten? No, what? No, no, no. no. That's the right answer. No. To be clear, not no. top ten, not top twenty. The championship is better than MLS. Yes. Yeah, it is. One hundred percent. Yeah, but it's on the same rank as the as the Azerian Georgian League, like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of it's the same, that, same yeah. thing. It's Some just random... it's more teams. Yeah, random people who like they need to they earn so much like so little like the draftees. They like they need to work as a McDonald's uh, like in McDonald's to support this, themselves. It's not the a thought of seeing draft in football makes me want to fucking puke. That's a disgusting concept yeah. to to combine. Honestly speaking, yeah. MLS Top won't 30. succeed in this like setup. Okay, it makes maybe makes sense for other franchises like in other sports where you have this franchise. It's very hard to wrestle back control from like thirty two NFL owners. But come on, MLS is still early stages. You need to get rid of this bullshit where you only have like twenty teams. And then no relegation promotion. If you want US to be actually like successful in soccer, you have to have multiple tiers 
and a lot more people going because like us is so athletically gifted like they win most medals on olympics there are other sports where they actually put in the effort they're insane put a little effort here too and you'd be like serious players on the world stage i disagree though i disagree i think athleticism will help i think it's more about building culture it's about like people being interested in the sports from yeah i mean that earlier age and that's they are right it is the i think it's like the number one growing sport and i think it's like the top sport amongst like high schoolers or something like that so it is big but the thing is the league is not strong it's like the league setup is terrible the league I would say it's a top 20 league if you're thinking about the commercial value it brings and the amount of fans it has. But in terms of interest, it's not even the top 30. I think all of the European leagues, even the Polish leagues, the whatever league you want, who goes to the Europa League, the teams that go to the Europa League and qualify, and that's most. The Austrian league is better than the MLS. I have a question for you then. It, okay, MLS, is it... Sh- because I want to be sure you're saying. So there's Champions League, there's Europa League, and there's Europa Conference League. Where is yeah. MLS in this ranking of these three? Like, where Europe. would their team succeed? An yeah, MLS what team? level? Yeah. They I would personally think Europa group. Conference League. They would stay in the group stages in the Europa Conference League. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last spot, zero points. That's what the best team in the MLS would do. I am sorry. They, they like, That's yeah. when talent comes to die. I am sorry. The level is very low. Just look at Inter Miami. Lost 13 or 14 games in a row. Messi came in. Completely like past his best. Basically was walking around in um on a field eating his fucking hard rock cafe chicken sandwich. <laughs> and like t- took them to like whatever final they were playing and won so many games out of nothing. Because when I was looking at it, the guys couldn't touch him. The, just the level is so... I know it's messy, but it's not messy. No, messy, it's right? terrible. Okay, yeah, this it's not guy messy, messy. Who, like, completely is done. He's retired. He's yeah. just bad, man. He's just bad. Remember watching um one of the semifinal or final games? I think it was semifinals. It was honestly, it was painful to watch. I'll be honest. It looked so slow paced. The center backs literally couldn't put a pass more than 10 meters in front of them. It was just one of those, t- like watching it live, you made it realize how much worse it actually is. That makes sense. <laughs> but also, when you when you see like a designated player come in, you you see the difference between between the local grown players and the and the designated player. It's like you you see that like oh this and it in the and it like it's not like they have some random people as well. They have they have what's it called uh, the former Sheffield United striker. He went into Los oh, Angeles. Billy Sharp. Billy Sharp. He's probably like way miles better than anyone average playing in the. In the league, so yeah, MLS they're they're not in the top twenty. They need to do a lot of work, and then most of the work that they have to do is what Big Love said: it's removing all of that. Like the relegation is an important part because then people yeah. will actually give a give a crap. But, you but know? then, how would Robert Kraft sell his the fifth sports team? Huh? This is, he owns every sports team imaginable. It's kind of shocking. Also, the idea of franchising is terrible, bonkers. Like you are never gonna build a culture when you can franchise a team. The whole point of building like it starts. You we all fit in. Like we're not from Liverpool, Manchester, or London, but we fit into the culture that they're selling. Yeah, but you cannot true. like feed into the culture of the MLS teams because tomorrow they're not going to be Los Angeles Galaxy. They're going to be St. Louis Galaxy. And it's, like, <laughs> it's such a weird concept, right? The fact yeah. that you can just like literally lift your team and leave. Um, anyway, yeah. I think that's probably a good spot for us to pause for the and wrap for the week. Next week, we will be talking about a little bit of MLS and the Champions League will be returning. So there's going to be a lot of stuff to catch up on.
midweek games. So we'll see how who's going to stay on top and what's going to happen. Liverpool's playing against Chelsea. So it's, uh, it's going to be a good well, it's, that sounded interesting 20 years ago, but I think it's going to be another asshole pick. Yeah, I, I think, think so. It's a precursor to the AFL Cup. So. Oh, there's going to be a call. We'll see you next week. Yeah, right. see you next week.